Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlositev, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my delightful co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So we are excited today to bring you an episode about SWOT analysis. Now, before all of you, like your brain shut down and you're like, oh, this is going to be a business one. It's not. It is. This is a bonus episode, Motivation Monday, hashtag Motivation Monday. And we want to motivate you guys to realize that there's, there are so many opportunities out there for you. So we are going to break down SWOT analysis for you product bosses and make it really super easy for you to understand and apply to your businesses and to your personal life. So first though, I want to thank all of you that have left reviews for the product boss podcast. So if you are listening right now, if you could press pause and review us, that would be so incredible and helpful to our businesses. So I want to first shout out SDG 2013. So SDG 2013, you can always DM us on Instagram. We'd love to say thank you in person, but I just want to thank you for this review. So it's titled new favorite podcast. I think any artist, designer, maker, entrepreneur who wants to grow and expand their business should listen to this podcast. I have found it difficult to find resources to know how to expand. These ladies provide factual to the point and very detailed information. It's easy to see that they are knowledgeable. The information that they delivered is practical. They help make the next steps of being a maker slash artist and an entrepreneur seem less daunting with their resources and experience driven advice. I can't wait to listen to more. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's a lot of people there. Maker, entrepreneur, <laughs> designer. It's like, it's like she knows who we're speaking to. Um, we're, we're delighted that you say that. We do try and create this in workshop style and give you guys factual information that you can break down and apply immediately to your business. So speaking of that, this episode is actually sponsored by the Product Boss program. So guys, it is official. It is launched. Head over to the productboss.com slash programs where we are, we've officially launched our group coaching and masterminds. And what's the most exciting thing about this round of masterminds and group coaching with Mina and myself through the product boss is that we actually have four groups available now. So we have a group for all of you. So if you are a six to seven figure business and you've been, you've had your business for at least a year in the six to seven figure range, we have a mastermind for you. If you are a five figure business, so you have consistently been bringing in five figures and you are ready to grow your business to a six figure business, we have a group for you. If you are a product-based business that either has product in hand that's ready to sell, or you've started selling and you're in that four-figure range, and you really want to catapult this business forward so that you can leave your nine-to-five or you can go full-time as a product boss, we have a place for you. And if you are a startup, so you have an idea, you're in that ideation phase, or perhaps you're in development, you've started working on prototypes, 
we have a group for you. And so we wanted to create groups for all of you because we have worked with clients and seen such successes at all of these levels. And we just want to have a place for you and let you know that you are not alone. So again, head over to theproductboss.com slash programs. And it's also in the show notes and grab your spot today because spaces are super, super limited. Yes. A place for everybody, a program in place for everybody. So make sure you guys check that out. All right. So let's jump into this week's podcast. So SWAT, Mina, what does SWAT, what does the acronym stand for? So it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So this is basically in every single business plan. If you take a business plan to a bank, they will require a SWOT analysis. So it's basically like the strategic planning part that um, they want every startup to have. And this is what I learned about in my MBA program was doing a SWOT analysis, doing the whole entire business plan actually. It is so beneficial. So it's just getting to know you and your business a lot more strategically to know where you're headed. All right. So let's talk about the first two letters of SWAT. So strengths is the S and weaknesses is the W. And so those typically refer to the internal factors in your business. Um, So your like finances, your physical resources, you know, whether you're where your locations are, your team, um, you know, your, your access to other types of resources and any sort of processes that you've created in your business. So that would be internal. Um, so let's break those down and talk about some the strengths part first. Yeah. So I think that when you're thinking about strengths and weaknesses, this is the easiest way to think about it as a solopreneur or a small business is to think of assets that are financial and non-financial. So instead of all those internal, you know, factors of processes and all that stuff, like fi- non-financial would be your social media following, your um, email list, your all these different buckets. What are some other ones that would be non-financial? Number of wholesaling accounts. Access to influencers, that sort of thing. So those are things that you could say like, ooh, I'm really strong here, or maybe I need to work on this. Like maybe I need more visibility. I need to get more followers on Instagram if that is something that is actually important to your business. And then where where does it fall? Is it strength and weakness for a product's business, for instance, a huge thing is good product photos, right? So is that one of your strengths? Is that you have spectacular photos that are like in action of your product? Or are they more like weaknesses where it looks kind of dark and not well lit and you need to hire out for that? So that's something that would be an asset of yours because your photos are definitely an asset, just like your videos are, like how-to videos. This is speaking more in content format, but you should know as a small business that those tend to be where you need to make your decisions. Who am I going to hire out for, let's say, photos or who, uh, what items am I going to stay in-house because that's a strength of mine. Totally. So other things that are internal, that things that you guys need to think about are your current monthly sales, how many product SKUs you have, the platforms you sell on, your email list size, your team members. So if you're working with contractors, if you have somebody that works in-house with you, your wholesale accounts, even some of the tools that you have. And like Mina said, then there's also the non-financial things too, which are, you know, how many subscribers you have, the followers, the things that I feel like a lot of our students and listeners lean in more. They think about the non-financial sometimes more than the actual bottom financial. line. Yeah. <laughs> actually matter. Yeah. And we want you guys to be thinking about the bottom line, not even the top line, right? The top line is like the revenue you're making. It really just makes a difference how much you're taking home. So, um, 
this is the internal things that keep your business going, like where you're focusing um, on what would be your strength and what would be your weakness. So let's just, let's break that down a little bit and just talk about a couple of our masterminders and what they, you know, some of the strengths that they've had and sort of their weaknesses and how they've, they've used this sort of analysis to transform their businesses. Okay. So so for example, um, let's talk, we have one client that was making product monthly, right? So Mm -hmm. she has a stationary product and she was making, she had a great following on Instagram, like over 10,000 followers. Um, Her sales though, she was in the four figure range and she kept making more and more product monthly. She felt like her people needed new stuff every month. So if you think about that, if we're going to talk about finances, even though she's making money, she's reinvesting that into design and into product and inventory ultimately. And it's really hard to chase that. It's really hard to keep up with um, selling that many SKUs, selling that many things and that constant development and production. So in fashion, for example, you have seasons and you create a collection per season. And so you, you know, maybe it's four times a year, obviously fast fashion is quicker than that, but let's just say a four season a year thing, you have a collection, you get to make it, you get to go through the sales process. Obviously everything overlaps. If you're doing something on a monthly basis, then things start to, stack up, right? You're sitting on extra inventory. You don't know what to do with what you didn't sell and you're constantly in development. It's really quick. So I guess the the goal or the thing is, is that if you're in a mastermind, so for example, in her group coaching mastermind program, she was able to present this to the group. And so Mina and I coach, and then her group was able to give feedback. So it was some of the feedback that she got from the group and how she transitioned her business. One was just the permission to not have to bring new products to her audience every single month. That's a lot. And in in her mind, she felt that they needed it because it's a stationary product. And they're like, she was like, well, I want them to come back every single month. Um, And I think it was just the permission to say, I think those people would stick it out with you, even if you release new products less than every, every single month. And so she did. And Mm -hmm. she started doing that and she started growing other opportunities because she started sort of creating collections and, and releasing, releasing quarterly quarterly and releasing these collections and then sort of, and people were excited about it and it gave her something to talk about with a longer runway, right? She, she was able to sell it for a longer period of time. Um, And so recently checked in with her and remember our our masterminder was a four figure business when she started working with us. Well, I just checked in with her and she just had, she's had consistently three months at $12,000 a month. So she has far exceeded a six figure business start. Cause remember guys, if you want to be a six figure business, you need to be making on average $8,333 a month. So our friend went from four figure four. Actually, I think she was at $4,000 when she started with us a month. Mm -hmm. And now for the last three months, she's, been working with us and since our she's implemented what we taught, she's been making twelve thousand a month. So she has she is going to be a multi six figure business by the end of the year. Right. And she was putting her weakness was that she was kind of falling prey to wanting to do new things all the time. You know, we call it shiny object syndrome or whatever. But she was doing it thinking that that was the best way to serve her customers. And instead, she is now doing quarterly. It's still super special because they are excited about that launch and she's just, she's teaching them her own timeline, right? And then during that time, she's put her energy into creating big relationships. So she's been able to really make this snowball 
into a gigantic snowball because she's put energy into those big relationships that really could push her business forward as well. So she's able to do a lot more significant things with the time that was spent before creating all these new products on a monthly basis. So another thing, you know, these internal factors for your strengths and weaknesses. So there's the comparisonitis, right? Where you're looking outside of yourself. And there's also a lot of protection that sometimes people want to do. So they want to protect their businesses. They want to, they don't necessarily want to take it off of certain platforms and get it onto another platform because they're afraid they're going to get knocked off. Um, So we have a, so another thing that came up with one of our masterminders, so she was a six figure business, um, now a seven figure business. And she basically came to the group one day and was so upset because somebody that was an influencer knocked her off. So basically started making and selling and promoting something that she had a connection with and then saw that this person was basically making her product and then knocking her off. And it devastated her because it felt a little bit like a betrayal. There was some stuff that started happening with social media. All these things started happening and they were not in the vibe of what she wanted. She didn't want any of it. She didn't want the negativity. She didn't want any of it. So it was a really hard day for her. And I think the power of the group, right? The mastermind is that she was able to come to us and share this. Like she could share what she couldn't share with her friends necessarily because they'd be like, oh, big deal, you know? And so I think by working with her mastermind, she was able to really break it down and people were able to sort of lift her back up and realize that she was all, what she had was special and that nobody could take away what was special to her business. And, um, and that was an internal thing, right? Because it was something that, you know, it was happening on Instagram. It was, it was, was it really a big deal to her bottom line? Was it really a big deal to her sales? It felt devastating to her, but the group was able to pick her up from that. It's true. You are able to tell those things, even to my own sisters, right? They kind of want to get it, but they don't completely understand. Whereas in your mastermind group, we acknowledge the fact that it is something really hurtful when somebody does kind of steal your idea and try to um, make it their own because you feel so close to your business. And then, and then also being able to step back from it. A lot of times you, you get pulled into it because you can't help but be pulled into it. Your masterminders or the people that are around you are the ones that pull you back from it. And they're like, it'll be okay. Let's just move this way. So I think that's, that leads us into the external factors part of it, which are your opportunities and the threats. So for her, she felt like this was a threat to her business. Like it was Mm -hmm. a competitor. It was somebody with a lot of followers, like many more than her. And it felt like a direct threat because now she knew exactly that there was somebody copying the product she created and with what she felt was a bigger audience. Turns out it was an opportunity because mm-hmm. in that she doubled her sales in like half a year, like has far like turned into a seven figure business. So she far surpassed everything that she thought and she thought it was a threat. But and we get that question a lot from people. They're always worried, especially when you get bigger. So anybody that's in that six to seven figure range, and um, we hope for all of you to get there, people start to see that you're doing well and they think that they can do it and do it better and they try and come up under you. But if you have those internal factors, you have those relationships with your people, like you are very, you've got your photos, you've got the things that are super strong and very much a part of your brand, then it's going to be hard to pull people away from you. Yeah. And that's the thing that when you're doing a SWOT analysis, 
This is where you would take into account your competition. So what's, what are the ways that you're standing out externally, right? What are you, you know, internally, it was what you're bringing to the table, your strengths and weaknesses, externally, opportunities and threats. How do you compare to your competition? And so in a small business sense, for instance, that client that we we're talking about, she could have reacted in a way that it was a threat. But instead, we helped her react in a way that it was an opportunity. Did she go, you know, toe to toe with her and react in the same way where it's like, hey, that's a knockoff of mine? No, she didn't. She protected her business. She made sure the words were trademarked that she needed, the, you know, to be trademarked, not in a negative way. Because a lot of times you're reacting in the emotion of the competition, whereas you can just look at your own business, look at the strengths that you bring internally as the business owner, and just keep moving in the right direction. So when we're looking at our opportunities and threats, then you have to think about what are your opportunities? So when you're launching this product or you have your products or you exist as a business, you know, who this goes back to your ideal customer avatar and the niches that you're filling. So who are you serving, right? Those are your opportunities and who else can you serve or what other opportunities you have? Like what other platforms can you get onto? Um, And then the threat might be your competitors, people that are coming up, people that are ahead of you. That's your threat. So what you want to do is you want to decide on where you want, who you're selling to and how you're different. We talk about your unique selling point often. Yeah. And so a lot of times this gets a little bit confusing because we're so much a part of our businesses. So maybe thinking about it, like what you bring as a personal CEO into the business. So for instance, for strengths, What is it that people like about you? So that start listing out your strengths. And then what is it that people like about your products? And so those, that's just an easy question to kind of approach this. What is it? What are some things that people don't like about your products? What are some things people tend to not love about you? And And that's going to be more feedback, right? Versus like you thinking, oh, they don't like how much Mina and I laugh. And we could say that this is a weakness in our podcast, Uh but it's something that people actually would do tell us that they like that we have fun and we laugh. So sorry for those of you that don't like it. So we would maybe assume it's our weakness, but sometimes it's our strength. So, but, Mm -hmm. so try and go something a little bit more actual and factual for your weaknesses. Right. And then for opportunities and threats, this is usually having to do with like, external forces. So like your relationships with people. So maybe for me, my opportunity is that um, I have all these connections with, let's say wholesalers, but my threats may be that there's a lot of competition or that, um, you know, a specific competitor looks so similar to me. So that's where you're thinking about threats in relation to other people. Absolutely. So let's do a quick SWOT analysis of one of our masterminders and and talk about what their strengths and weaknesses, opportunities and threats are and how we were able to kind of walk them through this process in working with us um, to see, to really get that transformation at the end. Yes. Love it. So we had a masterminder that does family PJs. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and she was, she's huge and made a lot of money doing that. And that was her strength, right? So it was something that there was, that nobody was doing and she was addressing and was able to do these beautifully customized, lovely family PJs for mm-hmm. babies, toddlers, adults, everyone, grandparents. Matching PJ sets. Yeah. So that was a strength, right? And that's something, and the ability to do it quickly 
the ability to customize because she had all the tools and to take people's artwork if they needed and to get it on these was a strength. But that was different about her business. Um, so the strength is that she was providing something that people weren't doing. And that what was different is that she was able to do these really cool designs that were customized. Mm-hmm. So she had some internal resources in terms of like having the knowledge and the skills to do these things. And, and that was her. Now the weakness is the things that your company lacks, right? So what are people able to do that's better than you? Well, the, the part of lacking in the company was that, well, one, she was doing a lot of it on her own. Mm-hmm. the hours of the morning and the evening because she also had a full-time job. Um, her competitors had more reach than she did. Mm-hmm. They were bigger, AKA target. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Um, and then she had limitations into like what she could do. So like the colorways of PJ pants and things like that, like there were a lot of things that were happening. And then also your strength is your selling proposition, but your weakness can also be if your your unique selling point or proposition is unclear. So as competition started coming up, because there wasn't always a competition, she needed to clarify her message, her proposition more so after that this like competition was coming up. Right. So looking at that, so her, so just a recap on what Jacqueline was saying. So her strength was her turnaround, something fully customizable that could be turned around quickly. The threat or the um, weakness that ended up happening was that Target basically swept the market, the mass market of family pajamas. So that made, that turned her strength pretty much into a little bit of a weakness because Target, you're able to buy it right there and then. But hers are more customizable. So what does she do now that that threat of the mass market comes in and how does she turn that into an opportunity, right? So what is Target doing or let's say some other competitor that she could do now based on her assets of that she had previous tons and tons of sales from all these people. So she, she would have this bulky email list. She has access to all the right printers for fully customizational stuff within the limitation of the matching pajamas being a specific color. So what could she do? What could she test to see what opportunities are there? So there's probably little niches and markets that Target hasn't hit. For instance, my Jewish friend, Hanukkah. Hanukkah, that's right. There's also fraternity sororities. There's also all these pocket little niches. And really think about that, like pockets of niches within a niche. So within families, how do families look different? You know, it could be, you know, what's coming up, like trends. She's able to move on it faster. You know, we just talked about circle of life. That brings me to the Lion King. She could churn out something that's Lion King-esque a lot quicker than Target is able to. And so thinking about the opportunities as far as trends that are happening and how quickly she can move on that and the pockets of niches of people that are raving fans of specific things raving fans of Hanukkah, raving fans of, you know, Game of Thrones. There's so many little niches that people are willing to spend money on. How can she turn that threat into an opportunity? And the disclaimer here is let's not do anything that's copyright infringement. Yes. So you can spin <laughs> on it. Right. <laughs> Target can do collaborations with Harry Potter, but mm-hmm. we're not in that place. So the other thing I want you guys to think about too is like she has the ability to pivot really quickly if she needs to. She has the ability to turn things out. She has the ability to really target, uh, like Mina saying, like really specific 
family members or um, not family members, like events for families. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing is that there's, there is this like changing attitude for consumers right now. They do want to buy from people. So marketing personalities uh, was on the podcast and we're talking about how to market towards your personality. But one thing I do want to just put across to all of you is that the power of Instagram, the power of social media is that people are buying from people. So no matter what you want to do to get away from you not necessarily being the face of your brand, there does still have to be some sort of alignment that people know that they're buying from a small business, that they're buying, that they're, that what they do, their purchase also helps another small business. But what I'm trying to say is like, what you want to do is you want to spin it that this is the benefit of buying from a small business. These are the things you can get from us that you can't get from here. Yes, you can go get a Starbucks and a cake pop for your kid and walk around Target and enjoy it. But what about when the sizes run out and you're having to piece things together? Like here I have all of the sizes for you from your baby to grandpa. Um, and so you're gonna, you just want to look at the things that are weaknesses for your competition that you can then speak about as opportunities for your own business. And that's a strength for your business. And so you want to spin it. Um, so we invite you all to do a SWOT analysis for your own business, to go through your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats, and see how you can improve on your weaknesses and how you can tackle those threats that are coming at you. Right. It provides this awareness that you have within your business. It gives you a chance to work inside your business and really step back at the same time. Do a SWOT analysis. All you have to do is download the PDF that we have with this episode and it will help walk you through a SWOT analysis. Super easy, not hard, but it'll just get your you thinking. And when we said that this was Motivation Monday, I wanted to end this with a motivational quote for you all. Um, something that is about comparison because no matter what, your business is unique. And it's good to address this sometimes because sometimes the threat feels so impactful to your business. You see something coming and you think it's going to be a tidal wave that's going to destroy you. It is not true. The beauty about your business is that you have the ability to pivot it very quickly, no matter what happens. So talking about our clients that have worked with us in our masterminds, a big threat of a huge influencer, she pivoted and blew her business out of the water with like the biggest sales she's ever had. The other client, same thing, most sales she's ever had um, by, by reducing some of the weaknesses of her product. And so you guys have all of these opportunities at your fingertips. And I think that's why working with this outside group of having a community, you know, a group of a mastermind or group coaching really helps break it down for you and helps you see your blind spots. And then also working with two coaches like Mina and myself. So here's my quote we're going to hang this podcast on. Don't compare your life to others. There's no comparison between the sun and the moon. They shine when it's their time. I love it. Thanks, everybody. This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there. If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, Product Bosses, let's make it happen.